Hey, goddesses, and welcome to another episode of Permission to be Wealthy. Today, I have the incredible Chase Thornack, which, did I say that correct? Yeah, Thornack. Okay, great. great. And what I love about this man, before we go any further, his bio starts like this. I am a husband to an incredible woman. Like, we need not say anything else. You're an amazing man. (laughs) I'm a husband to an incredible woman and father to three wonderful little boys. Uh, And I'm just going to, you know, just share some of uh, Chase's story with you. Is that a year after he was married, so imagine he just got married. It's a year later. He's on top of the world, CEO of a venture-backed software company. And then he gets incredibly sick with an autoimmune disease. Almost dying, bedridden. The doctors literally say there's no other answer. There's nothing else they can do. It's during this time that as he's preparing for the worst, that he realizes I can only, I am the only person that can heal myself. The doctors can't do it. Only I can do it. He goes on this journey to sacrifice greatly and learns how to control and manipulate his mind and body through auto Nomic, did I say that correctly? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, through his automatic nervous system and learn to heal himself. Chase, welcome. Thank you. I'm excited I, to be here. I am excited to have you. We talk about wealth a lot on this podcast. And I'm curious, hearing from someone who had such an incredible near-death experience, how do you define wealth? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think I don't think my bio would have started this way uh, mm. back that long ago, right? I, I think that fundamentally the way that I the world shifted quite a bit when I almost died. Yeah. Because initially it's about, yeah, like, providing, and selling, and achieving. And when I had all of that stuff, it was so fascinating. It my life. And honestly, feel that I didn't have anything at all, right? And I almost lost everything. I almost, you know, it almost killed me. So... So wealth to me, I think, is the ability to, to create on a level that you want to create on, right? And, and for me, that was my family. I wanted mm-hmm. to be able to be with them and connect with them and even to get out of the bed with my children was mm-hmm. an opportunity to experience wealth in a way that I wasn't grateful for prior to the- Wow. That is profound. So. You know, sitting here as a goddess myself, and to all the women listening, I think we have an opportunity as we have these conversations about wealth, creating wealth, is to look at where are the opportunities in life that we are wealthy, probably not appreciating it. Yeah, and wealth was a, was is such a symbol, and money is such a symbol, right? Mm-hmm. Money, money is, it's not really actually, you know, like it's a construct of our, you know, the way that we decided to run things. But it comes to represent, yeah. right? And it's the representation that, that became clearer to me. What does the money actually represent? Because I had the money. Yeah. But what does this actually represent? You know, yeah. being able to connect and care for those that I love. Or is it to travel the world? Or what does it actually come to represent? That, that's kind of what changed for me. I, that's profound. I, I'm intrigued. I know a lot of people hearing about hearing your story and that there with the doctor saying nothing else that we can for you. And I'd imagine a lot of people have asked you what that feel like, but I'm more intrigued 
by the moment when you realize you feel yourself? That's a great question. And actually, it's not one that I've considered um, because that, that, that moment of near death is so stark, right? And it's so finite and it seems like a moment in time that I figured that when I healed myself, it would be this a similar sort of experience, right? right? That there would be this moment. Yeah. But what I didn't understand when I started out was that I thought that getting better was being ridded of my illness, getting rid of it or being delivered from it. That would be an instantaneous moment, right? That would be something I could look back on. I'm well, just yes. this spontaneous healing, right? Yeah. And our bodies don't work that way. There's no spontaneous sort of thing that happens. And what I come to find out, and I think it plays in with wealth too, is that wealth isn't the absence of being poor. Wealth is creative. And the same is true with your health, right? Mm -hmm. I was looking to be delivered from my illness. And by definition, that should be healthy. But what I came to learn was that wealth and health are creative. And so I had to create my health. I had to create my wellness. And so that, that is much more of a continuum than it is a, a, you know, a defined moment. Yeah. Um, but looking back at it, yeah, I think it was probably a year and a half to two years after I started my journey when I was able to say, I can do the things that I want to do. But it was also, it wasn't an end to any yeah. of it, right? Yeah. Because it was created. It was something I needed to continue to create if I wanted to, to have. So much that you just said. And the juicy bit for me was, well, not the object of being poor. And in the same way, held is not the object. Right. right. Because there are a lot of people that right now are not ill, but are also not healthy. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That is. And same with the wealth as well. Yeah. And if you're not careful, you can be wealthy. Yeah. Because I work, I work with entrepreneurs and executives who are worth and a lot, who are incredibly wealthy from other people's perspectives. Yeah. And from those who haven't had wealth, it's easy to look at that and say, they must be happy. Yeah. They must have everything. Yeah. And you know this just as much as I do. Doesn't matter, right? Are you creating the life that you want to create, whether you have the money or not? Right. That's the wealth. Right. Yeah. And then the money. Yeah. So goddesses, I hope, I'm hoping that that's inspiring you. Like it is, is as we're on this journey to give ourselves permission to experience the wealth that we desire. However, we define that, that we're really cautious, always including a health, but looking at, you know, what are the things that truly make up and matter to us when we say we're well, what are the things that Really desire to be included in that, and that what's beautiful about life and these types of conversations is they give us the opportunity to go. I've never thought about that. Mm. I've just always said I want to be wealthy, right? You know, right. but I really thought what does about that. Mean? that. Yeah, That's such a good question. And back to your point about I'm the only one that can do this is realizing one of the things I say all the time is I am the one who decides. Yes, and I decide everything, including what does wealth include for me. Yeah. Right. And definitely going to include health, which, as we know, our health is our greatest. Yeah. Uh, as much as I am a proponent for financial abundance, it is after, 
right? Our spirituality, mm-hmm. our mental and physical well-being, our families with our relationship. All of those are the primary foundation or component of wealth life. And then there's, like you said, you have all that and you prioritize all that and doing things that you love impact a different world. And where I, I feel, I see it as God says, well done. And we get the, the earthly yeah, reward, right? Right. Which is the financial reward. But our health truly is our greatest wealth because without it, we really can't, we can't spend the time with our kids that we want or our spouse or enjoy this beautiful earth. There's nothing else that we can do if our body not well. It is your creation machine. It's the way by which you meet anything in this, you know? Yeah. And so as we're talking about permission, well, curious to hear uh, this idea of how would you say giving ourselves permission to help prioritize our health? What does that look like? It's a great question because I think it, I don't want to speak out of turn. I'm not a mother or, or, or a woman, but I'm, I'm a father. And I know what it's like to feel like you need to prioritize others, right? You're with your children in the home or a spouse and thinking, okay, I'm providing for these people. I want to take care of these people. It becomes this tricky situation where while that's noble, right? Yeah. It can't exist in a vacuum. It needs to come with you, right? Yeah. And you need to come first. I think yeah. that's the hardest part because, because yeah. we've been taught, Hey, that's selfish or, or yeah. whatever we've been taught to think. Yeah. But in reality, unless you are, unless you are able to clearly define yourself and your boundaries, you end up in a situation that's called enmeshment in the literature, right? Where you are responsible for how someone feels and they are responsible for how you feel. And the truth is, is that that's impossible, right? Mm-hmm. You choose how you feel. Yeah. They choose how they feel. Yeah. And someone who has discovered that in themselves and who's able to take ownership of that self, that piece of them, they know that there's actually no way they can help anybody else without helping themselves first, right? Yeah. And that it's this slow decline that we end up in where it's like, oh, but I'm doing this for everyone. I'm doing this for you, right? Yeah. Like I, I worked, I worked 20 hours a day and it's for you, yeah. right? And they, they, they ignore themselves. They ignore their bodies. And then by, by default, they ignore the other people around them, right? Yeah. Cause they are no longer taking command and control over the one thing that they actually have control over, right? right. So I think, I think it's not only giving yourself permission, but I don't really see another way. Right. For you to truly become healthy, yeah. you need to be able to become healthy in yourself first. It's the, it's the, um, the airline, uh, procedure, right? The mask on yourself first. Right. It, you're no the, good if you're passed out. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and especially for women. And again, you said, I'm not a mother. Maybe I, you know, I, I can't really relate to I am. Yes. <laughs> and I serve a lot <laughs> of women. And I can tell you that we struggle the most with this idea. That we should take care of ourselves. Yeah. And there's the guilt, yeah. right? Like it feels yeah. guilty. And I think what I've come to learn over time is that guilt in and of itself is, is one of our body's ways of kind of throwing this escape hatch, right? Mm-hmm. Of seeing some incongruencies in our life, of yeah. seeing that we are ignoring ourselves, but simultaneously feel this responsibility to other people. That incongruency gets so loud that we throw, that guilt gets thrown. And it's interesting because when guilt gets thrown, you no longer have to see the incongruence, right? So I actually call it emotionally a little bit. It sounds like wrong, but it's indulgent, 
right? Wow. Which is fascinating, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Because then you kind of collapse in on yourself, right? And, and, and everything, whatever, right? And, but at least you felt bad, right? Wow. At least, <laughs> at least you felt bad about not being able to provide, yeah. which somehow makes this okay. Yeah. So it gets kind of twisted in on itself, right? And you end up collapsed in a state. Whereas if you came, if you were able to come from a place of abundance and trust in yourself, and not going to that guilt place, right? You're far more able to take care of yourself, which by definition allows you to be far more capable of caring for others. And if there's anyone in this world who deserves to know this, it's mothers. You know, when I think about the joy and the light that they bring into this world, it's, it's just unbelievable. And my mother, she, she died in my arms when I was a teenager, right? And that experience was what, a huge, a huge piece of my journey on my health journey, right? But if, if anything, I don't know. I, everyone, ha everyone loves moms, right? But I, yeah. I, I feel especially close to this idea. Don't feel guilty, moms. You're yeah. doing wonderful. Yeah. You're doing a well, wonderful job. That is, that is really powerful. Two things I heard you share earlier that people come to you because they want to get better, mm. but you have a different spin on it. Yeah. Can you share a little bit about that? Sure, sure. Yeah. They come to me because they're sick and they want to get better, right? And what I always tell them is I say, you don't know this now, but you'll find out quickly that my job not to get you better is to get you better at worse. To get you better at feeling worse. When I heard that earlier, my mind was like, <laughs> whoa. That's well, right, because you know the opposite is true. Normalize, not good. Every other person I know for example, my husband and I went to North Carolina and he fell on ice. And this, I never like, ne we were talking the week before and he was telling me about all these back things he's had and back pain all his life. And, and I've heard that from so many people. And I remember thinking to myself, wow, that's one thing I don't have to, have to deal with, right? Sure enough, the next, I fall on the ice <laughs> and he falls too. So he is babying me the entire time. And finally I go, who are you? Like you also fell. He goes, Oh, just my normal back pain. <laughs> what? <laughs> you normalized the pain. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Like for how many years is that like a normal part of your life? Yeah. You know? And I, I when you said that earlier, I was like, Oh my gosh, how many people have normalized not being And not I'm gonna well. I'm gonna use a slightly different word instead of normalize, I'm gonna use the word dissociate. Right. Because that's what happens when we normalize. So our bodies are always sending us signals. Like you're sitting here on this chair and you can feel the chair. Right. Yeah. But two minutes ago, you couldn't feel the chair. Yeah. Right. It's not that the signals changed. It's just that we were able to block it out. Right. right? So that's what happens when we start to normalize things is we start to disconnect from it. And when it comes to your health, as you start to disconnect, your brain and your body physically become disconnected and it starts to impact your health. But the same thing can happen to your business. The same thing can happen to your wealth, to your family. As we start to normalize or disconnect and dissociate from these experiences, that's what leads to the issues to begin with. And then we're left holding the bag thinking, what just happened? Why did everything all fall apart? But it was, it was this process that was happening over a long period of time. So getting better at feeling worse is being able to feel what that feels like before the guilt happens. Being able to be in that space, allow that space, Enough room for you to be there without the, pulling the guilt hatch. So you can actually see the incongruencies, see the portions of life that are maladapted to you, and then make a choice to change however you want to.
That is powerful. Now, goddesses, I want you, I'm going to slow down. You know, I get really excited and I start talking fast and then my accent pops in and nobody knows what I'm saying. I'm going to slow this down because this next piece is going to blow your mind. Listen to Chase earlier talk about having his near-death experience. The doctors have said there's nothing else I can do for you. As we can all imagine in this moment, you, any one of us, right? We would be searching to the end of earth for a solution. Help me save my life. Is there a crystal? Is there a leaf? Is there a piece of sand? Like anything to help me resolve this so I can continue to stay alive for my family and right? All the things that I'm here to do. And you said you went on this search, right? You went on this search and everyone can understand whether you're searching for this to improve your health, to stay alive or your purpose or to create wealth, or whatever it might be, you're on this incredible search for this one thing. What's the thing? And you get to the end of the hallway, and what did you find? It was a mirror. And I ran from that mirror initially. I didn't want it to be that. And I kept coming back to that place again, and it was that mirror. And that was the scariest thing. And I think goddesses, entrepreneurs experience this at a level, right? And sometimes that mirror isn't as clear that it's us. Maybe it's more of our business. We see the portions of our business that aren't to stop or or things going well. Um, But when you first see that mirror, uh, it can be, yeah, it can be just a kind of a scary, scary experience. But on the flip side of it, once you're able to recognize the power that you have, Nate, it is inside of you. It's not dependent on anybody else. Nobody else, right? The doctors never could heal. If my body was to heal, it was going to heal. And so the answer was in that mirror, and it always had been. And that's what I found. I found that mirror. Back. Okay, two last questions of promise. So tell us about what magnificence. Sure. So what magnificence is the way that I've chosen to share my knowledge with people. Um, there's a podcast and, and I also do coaching with people to help them discover these tools that I learned to save my life. And essentially what we do is we help people what their hit efficient is. And a good way to describe this is we have innate programming in us that when certain things happen, this is how we respond, right? And some of those responses are dissociative in nature. We normalize them, disconnect and stop feeling. And when that happens over time, we end up breaking down our body and then we eat food and our body says, Hey, we've got 30 grams of sugar. Your brain says, what was that? I didn't hear, uh, give enough insulin for 60 grams of sugar. And then your body says, that's too much insulin. So now your body becomes resistant. These diseases, the diseases that I dealt with, they're diseases of connection and diseases of communication, right? So what magnificence is an effort to be able to help you find the magnificence in every day. And to allow the space for those difficult emotions, right? That some existed from when you were a baby and a child and unable to choose much of anything. But through what magnificence people are changing their life. I got a call the other day. Uh, one of my clients is 65, a nurse anesthetist. He's off all of his medications. His blood work is entirely right. And he was able to go and, and do the work to heal his body. It's been really inspiring to some people around the world doing this. What I love about that story when you shared it earlier with, you know, he calls you and he's all excited. He said, you saved my life. He said, you 
It's like, that mirror. You did the work. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that mirror. But again, it's just his now. It yeah. doesn't matter what I think or what I say. It doesn't matter what anyone thinks or what he says. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. It is his. He owns it. I love it's it. It's beautiful. Okay. We're at time. And I'm going to sneak this fa- this question and I'm going to ask you to think about it and answer really quickly. A lot of women on this journey get to that point. I feel good. Starts to a little bit hopeless for them manifesting or experiencing results. You had two years of like, I don't know where this is going to go. Yeah. Right? What's your greatest lesson from that? That inspiration that might be in the in between right now. Sure. I think the most important thing that I learned through this journey is that time does not exist in a moment. Wow. So when you're able to allow yourself present and listen to your body, feeling yourself on the chair, feeling the wind against your cheek, right? Or the sun against your face. When you're able to be present in a moment, there is no time. And it's in those moments that your body and your mind are able to connect and communicate. And then you will be more efficient at the projects that you're trying to accomplish, the things you're trying to create, because it's the combination of your mind and your body that allows you to create at your highest level. So if anything, be in that moment. And if it's uncomfortable, be in the moment, right? If it's comfortable, that's great too. But just slow down and feel and be present. Wow. All right, goddesses, we got a lot from this conversation. I I think I want to leave you with a powerful reminder from Chief that we are the ones who decide. Only We are the only ones that can create the results and experience that we've learned in our life. Chase, thanks for being here. Thank you.